Hey, it's John from CityCast. If you're in the mood to pamper yourself a little bit this week while supporting cruelty-free products, you should check out Bone Cur Home and Wellness. It's the best place in Portland to find everything from chic home decor to cannabis accessories. They've got a curated collection of vegan and cruelty-free home goods and wellness products because their name is French for kind heart, after all. You'll get a 20% discount on your first order when you sign up for emails this week at boncoeur.net. That's B-O-N-C-O-E-U-R.net. And use the code BONCOEURCITYCAST20. Today on CityCast Portland, expert outdoor adventurist Norther Emily answers all of our questions for where to go to have the best snowshoeing experience in and around Portland. She's also sharing some pretty good advice for how to stay warm while tromping out in the snow. It's Monday, December 11th. I'm Claudia Meza, and this is what Portland's talking about. Well, you know, you're here, obviously, because I want our listeners to you know, learn about new snowshoeing trails. And if they have any questions that are, you know, beginner level, we're going to be able to answer them, and all that stuff, get people started and on their way. But I also have an ulterior motive. Mm. I've already been snowshoeing a handful of times and, and I'm like not an expert, but I enjoy, you know, clomping around. But my partner, who has only gone once, thinks she hates it. Oh. She did spill an entire bottle of water on herself on the drive up to the mountain. <laughs> so she was like wet and freezing the whole time. Oh, no. So I'm trying to get her to change her mind and explain that it was that. Like that's why she hates snowshoeing. So you're going to arm me with reasons why snowshoeing <laughs> is awesome. So I can like bring it back up because I loved it. You know, I even have my own snowshoes. That's how much I loved it. So – Norther, why do you like snowshoeing? <laughs> I just think that snowshoeing is like the most peaceful thing that you can do. Um, as far as like pedestrian related activities, like hiking is nice, but like snow absorbs sound. So like it's just like you and your little like crunchy sounds. And maybe there's like three birds, you know, it's just like, <laughs> it's so true, really, really quiet and really peaceful. And I, I don't know about you guys, but like, I live in a very hectic neighborhood in Portland and I really, really crave like total silence, like true silence, which is so hard to find mm -hmm. even in the woods, even when you go into a wilderness area, you know, there's still a lot of like chaotic stuff going on. There's planes overhead, like snowshoeing is, is the ultimate silence. It's so nice. I just want to validate that it, that it is not fun if you do it wrong, yes. you know? So I think there are a lot of people who hate snowshoeing because they actually just hate being cold. Yeah. <laughs> so that's fair. Yeah, I think there's a bit of that. And also, you know, I know someone who described snowshoeing as the most boring kind of hike since all you can see is a sea of white and you're also cold and wet. <laughs> so that someone was my girlfriend. What would you say to that? Um, I mean, you definitely can choose more scenic snow hikes, right? Like more scenic places to go snowshoeing. If the sea of white doesn't call to you, that's fine. Being cold and wet, though, is just like, that's just not having the right gear, poor planning. That's not snowshoeing's fault, <laughs> you know? I know. 
So let's talk about some scenic snowshoeing trails. Um, would it be cool if we we picked them from like easy, medium, hard? Yeah. What is a good? All right. I just rented my snowshoes. <laughs> I I know the conditions are good today. Like, where are we going to send them? I think the best introduction to snowshoeing would be like Trillium Lake. It's very straightforward. You're walking on a closed road. Well, first you park right by the highway at the snow park, and the road is going to be like maintained by ODOT in the winter through that section. So you're not looking at any kind of like mysterious, potentially sketchy driving conditions. It's just like take Highway 26 to the exit, you park in the parking lot, and then you put your snowshoes on and go. Mm -hmm. The You hike in on the road and the road is not that great, but then you get to Trillium Lake, which is like, you know, one of the most heavily photographed uh, destinations on Mount Hood. You have a beautiful view of the mountain. If the mountain is out, you still have a beautiful lake. And then you just do a little loop around the lake and then you go back to your car. It's dead flat. It's not a super athletic snowshoe. And it's a really great introduction for somebody that's just trying to like kind of get used to the snowshoeing is an awkward gait. You know, like you have these big things on your feet and it's like, it's a little goofy. Uh, so it's good to ease into that if you've never like had that experience. Mm-hmm. Anybody would enjoy that hike, no matter like what your skill level. Like Trillium Lake is a beautiful day in the woods, period. Yeah. But that would probably be a great place to start. There are also, um, just to throw this out there, there is a very helpful page on the Mount Hood National Forest website mm-hmm. that lists out all of the places you can go snowshoeing and cross-country skiing. Ooh, we are linking to that. Yeah. I was going to say another really great place that's nearby would also be the White River. Mm-hmm. Um, the White River Snow Park is, it's really chill and flat. There's people doing all kinds of things there. Little kids are sledding. People are snowshoeing. There's people are cross-country skiing or they're like skiing up the mountain from there. You can go there, build a snow cave in the winter, which is cool. That is really cool. And and White River is also on the way to Mount Hood. It, it's on Mount Hood. It's it's on Highway 35. So it's the the exit that you take if you're trying to wrap around and go toward uh, Hood River, right next to Mount Hood Meadows. All right. So Trillium, White River. And would you say White River is also like the starting point? That can be a beginner trip um, or you can make it. I mean, you can go for a long ways up there and there's a lot to explore. There's kind of like some neat little pine forests on the edge of the river and it's pretty cool over there. Nice. Now, what's more of a like medium? All right. Uh, I know how to put these snowshoes on. I've been out here. I have the clothes. If you're looking for something more intermediate, going uh, up to Mirror Lake and going past Mirror Lake to the Tom Dick Harry Mountain above. uh, Tom Dick Harry Mountain. I know. That's what it's called, girl. I know. Sorry. (laughs) Whoever that is. You don't even have to try. It's right there. Some guy. Anyway, okay. if you want to make it hard, you can keep going up the hill to the top of this mountain. That's a little bit more of an adventurous push, and there's definitely more elevation gain with that. So you'd want to be prepared for that. Mm-hmm. So I could see where somebody would find Mirror Lake more fun. Yeah. This is the one that I'm probably going to do this season. Okay. Like, what's a good hard one? A hard trail that is also scenic, you know? Hmm. So if you're really ready for a challenge, like both in terms of navigation and athleticism, I love snowshoeing into Indian heaven. Uh, That is over in Washington in the northern part of the Gifford Pinchot National Forest. And it's really pretty there. You have to really know what you're doing. You have to have multiple navigation techniques under your belt. 
Um, but it's really beautiful up there. And that's where I'll go this winter, probably. Ooh. The access is a little trickier. You have to know how to drive in snow. You have to know how to read maps and kind of figure things out. But that's what's really great about snowshoeing is like once you have those snowshoes, if you're willing to put them on your back and carry them, you can hike up into all kinds of areas that people don't usually visit in the winter and uh, explore around and see what it's like. Yeah. So, okay. Before we go on, Arthur, is there anything else? Like, are there any other trails that you're just like, oh, you got to try these this winter? One of my favorite snowshoes, and I'll just say up front, this is going to be like a boring in the woods kind of a snowshoe. Um, But I love snowshoeing on Larch Mountain. Did you know you can go snowshoeing in Multnomah County? You don't have to even leave. Like, you don't even have to go to Mount Hood. Larch Mm. Mountain is right there. It's right there in the gorge. You drive through Corbett. You go up the hill. Um until you hit the gate or you hit snow. And then you can snowshoe around in the gorge high country, which is really cool. Mm. A lot of different options up there, but it's definitely, I think that would appeal more to someone who is like interested in seeing, you know, some of the hidden gems rather than the like the big obvious destinations. I definitely want to do that one. That sounds awesome. Because it also sounds like something I can drive to in my little Honda Fit. Yeah, totally. Okay, well, let's take a quick break here. And when we come back, some gear to consider packing before heading out into the snow. Well, can I tell you what happened the last time I went snowshoeing? Yeah. Like five minutes in, I just took off my snowshoes, like you mentioned, because it was easier to walk because it was just like dense and crunchy. And I was like, I don't need these snowshoes. It was actually harder to snowshoe on it. And it was kind of annoying because I had to lug my snowshoes up an otherwise beautiful hike around Mirror Lake. And so what should I be looking for? Like, what are the most ideal snowshoeing conditions? Like, how can someone predict if it's like a yak track hike or a snowshoe thing? That's a great question. Um, I don't go anywhere without micro spikes in my bag from like November until June, practically, because because hmm. when you need a traction device and you don't have one, it like really messes things up. I bring enough gear for probably three people every time I leave the woods because having multiple options on hand is always a good idea so that once you get to the parking lot, you can get out of the car and be like, I need this layer and this layer. I need this jacket. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, sometimes it's hard when we've been inside too long to imagine what it's like to be cold again, too. So (laughs) so true. Like, yeah, some people love to get there and they hop out of the car and they just go. And I personally like to kind of like mess around by the car for 15 minutes and like drink some tea and get my pack all set up and make sure I have everything that I need. And then make sure that like the gear that I brought that I think I'm going to use is the right gear. So for sure, always have micro spikes in your bag. Um, They're not that expensive, you guys. Like you can get them. I swear, I feel like every season I get some for free from someone. That's just like, do you want these? Because I'm smaller than most people. And they're just like, Mm -hmm. I bought them and they're too, they were too little. That's a good deal. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So any other pro tips? I think that it's important to have both gloves and mittens. I am somebody that does not have very good circulation in my hands. Um, and so if you are in that club too, I highly recommend like a glove liner, like a thin glove that, that you can fit inside of a larger glove and then have like a really nice mitten. Cause if you separate all your fingers out, sometimes they will just never warm back up, you know? So I like my whole, my whole hand has to all be in the pocket together. Otherwise the, the warmth will never come back. 
Oh, oh, you just explained why why mittens. I never got them, and now that yeah. makes sense. I mean, they're goofy. I just thought it was for cuteness. Like I was like, <laughs> oh, and then you have the ones without the fingers because adorbs. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that makes so much. I'm dude. I'm from like the desert. I don't know things when it comes to <laughs> not dying in the cold. So I didn't know that's what's up with mittens. Oh my god. Oh, and that's why they got the little like convertible top. Yeah. So you're just like fingers. Yeah. Oh. I once went snowshoeing up at Frog Lake and I was hanging out with my friend. We had like snowshoed to the lake and we were like, you know, goofing around, having snacks. And I wobbled and I lost my balance and I uh, tipped over and I caught myself like with my hand in the snow. And then five minutes later, like I didn't do anything for my hand. I was just like, oops, no big deal. Wipe it off. And then all of the heat drained from my hand and my hand got so cold that I actually got nauseous. And we had to like stop the snowshoe and my friend had to pull out her like mountaineering mittens and like rip open one of those hand warmer things and put put my hand inside of it. And I was like... Uh-huh. I was going to throw up because the circulation had drained from my hands. So you can actually get like extremely nauseous. Oh, my. Yeah. So keep your gloves on, keep your mittens on, and take very good care of your hands and feet when you are in the snow because you do not want to end up in that situation. That was such a like goofy rookie thing that I did. That's good to know. I had no idea. Yeah. Anything else before we head out into the sunset, Norther? Um, I think the last, the last best piece of advice I could give is just that it is a lot easier to stay warm than it is to get warmed back up. And I actually teach a whole class on how to stay warm without a fire. Um, When I work with people one-on-one, like the biggest obstacle I see is not that people don't know basic things like to wear gloves or to have the right layers, but they don't possess the body awareness necessary to notice like, oh, I'm getting a little bit colder here. Or like, uh, my hands are starting to kind of like get too cold and I need to wiggle my fingers a little more, like Mm -hmm. actively participate in like keeping your body warm and moving and pay attention to how you feel so that you don't suddenly realize that you are uncomfortably cold and not having a good time. Yeah. That's a really good piece of advice. I, I just thought of one more thing, Norther. Yeah. You may or may not know, but I own my own snowshoes. But for those who don't and maybe want to try this out, like, do you recommend where people can get some snowshoes to rent them or anything like that? Oh, yeah. There's a lot of places that you can rent snowshoes. They have them at Next Adventure. They have them at REI. They probably have them at Mountain Shop. It's pretty easy to rent a pair of snowshoes. And in my experience, like a lot of people have them and only use them once or twice a year. So like if you have any outdoorsy friends that are about your size, like most people are more than happy to loan you a piece of gear that's pretty hard to break and only gets to see the snow once or twice in a season. So yeah. Okay, cool. You know, for our shorter, our more petite friends may be happy with a kid's pair of snowshoes, which are uh, less expensive and also lighter weight. So if you're like, (gasps) I'm taller for a girl, but like I have a friend who's, you know, like five foot or whatever, and she um, Mm -hmm. always buys children's mountaineering gear. Nice. I'm five, three and a half. So yeah, almost. you might get away with it. My 11 year old's taller than that. So five, three and a half. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he's a big man. (laughs) You love it? I know. And he can dunk on me? Yeah. I do not like starting my day off that way, Norther, <laughs> but thank you. Uh, yeah, just can you call every day and just name <laughs> children that can dunk on me at like freaking 930, please? <laughs> That's cool. It's just one of the fun things about being a parent is watching your children slowly overtake you. I'm like, wow, okay. 
I gave him a pair of boots to wear the other day. And I was like, here, put these on. He's like, these don't fit me. I'm like, do you wear a size 10? A size 10 shoe? Is that what you're telling me right now? Good Lord. He's like a short man now. It's terrifying. (laughs) All right. All right. Let's wrap this up. Norther, as always, a pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for coming on here, helping me sort all of this out and giving him some great suggestions on where to go snowshoeing. Yeah. Thank you so much. It was fun. That's all for today here on CityCast Portland. Thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please share it with a friend, rate or leave us a review. It really does help us out. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more from around the city. Until then, see you at Slims.